You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Pulse News is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code PULSE10, P-U-L-S-E, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. This is Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. And now, here are the top stories. A unique program places dogs training for law enforcement positions with inmates in a New Jersey prison. Together, they're working to improve each other's lives. Pet Pulse's reporter Joey Waller brings us the story. This program has definitely changed my life. And it's changing these dogs' lives, too. At the Edna Man Women's Prison in Clinton, New Jersey, Puppies Behind Bars teaches inmates to train Labradors to become bomb-sniffing dogs. After about 10 months here, the dogs receive more extensive training on the outside. I love this program because it gives us all different opportunities to show people that some of us do regret the things that we did and that we are trying to already start giving something back to society, you know, that we are willing to change. It's been a hard journey. But having him, having, having the program has helped me cope with it, has made me a, a more responsible person. It definitely gives me something to do every day, you know, I have, have a sense of responsibility now. It's a good feeling to know that she depends on me and she needs me and she's there to give me love. Some days are a little rough, but for the most part, it's rewarding. Oh, God. Yes! The dogs are with the women 24-7 each week. An instructor teaches fundamentals, like searching a vehicle. They have to sniff, you know, every tire they go in, into to the door, you know, sniff around the car so that, um, you know, if there was um, an explosive, then that's how they would search a car. So, just how successful are programs like this one? Well, one expert on the subject tells us that if you live in the U.S., the odds are there are puppies behind bars in your home state. These programs are in over half of all states, and the vast majority have been established since 2000, so it's a recent but growing trend. No matter what you do, what you don't do, they're always waiting for you, they're always there for you no matter what. They don't judge you, and they're your best friend. By working with these puppies and raising them, we get to you know, help them become to the point where they can save people's lives in different situations. The participants are able to give all their attention to the dogs. It's literally their job. And so they're with the dog 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your life is no longer your own. It belongs to them. It's always a great sense of accomplishment, I think, that we all feel. And I can't see my life in here without them, without having this program. Inmates serving not only time, but also the public. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Joey Waller. To learn more about this program, go to puppiesbehindbars.com. And if you'd like to comment and see what others have to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com. Send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. A warning is being issued by the owners of a show dog that was stolen after being left alone for just an instant. The owners say their dog is so big and was stolen so fast that if it can happen to them, it can happen to anyone. Pet Pulse's Joey Waller has the story. Stealing a dog as mammoth as Pounder is a tall order, but Saturday this 14-month-old English Mastiff was indeed swiped. The loving show dog was en route to a competition in Secaucus, New Jersey, when she was left in her owner's SUV for a few minutes. 
Then someone broke in and poached the prized pooch. I was devastated. Your first emotion is, oh my God. The dog struggled. You could see that the dog struggled. Um, they tore her out of the crate, they drug her out. My emotions were, I broke down in front of the whole place and I started crying. That was it. Are they going to take her to a pit bull ring? Are they going to sell her to medical labs for uh, some kind of experimentation? Pounder's owners, Charlie and Sharon Costello, offered a reward for their pet's return. No questions asked. Three days later, an anonymous couple called saying they saw Pounder loose on a highway in the city of Newark and took her home to Pennsylvania. They said they learned of Pounder's abduction from the media and turned her over to the Costellos on Tuesday, safe and sound. Give me a kiss. As soon as she got out of the crate, she started kissing me and licking me like she always does. You uh, never give up hoping and you never stop. You never, ever stop having faith that, that what you ask for will come to pass. So Pounder's owners have learned the hard way that any dog can be taken anytime, anywhere. Yes, even one that weighs 170 pounds. I would suggest that don't ever leave any of your dogs in your cars because obviously you get targeted. And show dogs get targeted. Um, obviously this one did and she got stolen. But despite her ordeal, Pounder remains as sweet as she is huge. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Joey Waller. Police are still investigating the matter, and as of yet, no reward money has been handed out. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. Dozens of horses are being uprooted in Philadelphia, but it's for their own good. After years of controversy, officials raided a North Philadelphia stable and rescued dozens of horses. Reportedly, the animals were being kept in a disgustingly unhealthy and unsafe environment. Pet Pulse's Joey Waller reports. You find horses in the strangest places where you'd never guess, even walking past, you'd never guess there'd be horses inside. The manure had gotten so tall and the horses were, you know, more than hoof deep in wet manure that something had to be done. Sneakers hanging overhead on Fletcher Street in North Philadelphia, symbolizing drug dealing. Hardly a place fit for horses, according to the Pennsylvania SPCA. Last week, officials raided this city-owned site of private makeshift stables housing some 60 horses. Philly's Department of Licenses and Inspections has condemned and bulldozed 95% of the land. It was actually walking through the manure and... and the stables were really uncomfortable. We hardly couldn't even like actually move around. We always took good care of our horses. And all the tragedy that they talked about that took place down here, none of it took place on that side of the street. Everything took place on this side of the street and around the corner. But yet we get two days notice to move and you see what's going on behind me. What are you doing, goofball? About 20 horses can remain here in renovated garages pending repairs by their owners. Otherwise, galloping hooves have been replaced by cleanup crews. Witnesses say the squalor here included an overwhelming urine stench, exposed nails, and at least one horse found dead. The SPCA says various owners kept horses here. Some have been relocated, while those unclaimed are being found new homes by the SPCA. The horse community is a pretty tight community. Everybody knows each other. And um, so people are temporarily housing their horses wherever there's room for them um, until something more permanent can be established for them. 
Authorities say those found responsible for the neglect will be given citations. On this graffiti-lined street, officials say the owners should have seen the writing on the wall. Needless to say, they were more than irate, but they had been warned and warned and warned. The situation has been ongoing since 2006 in terms of being told that they would have to have these horses removed. So the PSPCA kept coming out dealing with the fact that the conditions that the horses were living in were becoming worse and worse. Residents have long complained about this debacle, but this one says he'll miss the horses. So now I'm converting to my new horse. Film my new horse. Whoa, Blue Thunder. For the horses, it's a new start leaving behind remnants of happier times. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Joey Waller. While owners have been notified, the horses that go unclaimed will be housed at a farm in upstate Pennsylvania where they'll receive medical attention. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. When firefighters need to detect trace amounts of accelerants, the human nose alone won't cut it, but a dog's nose can. And as a result, many fire departments are adding canines to their arson-fighting arsenals. Pet Pulse reporter Serena Brainy gives us the details on the training that one Illinois pup goes through just to call herself a firefighter. She has years of training, the badge, and a nose for sniffing out crime. She's one of the toughest officers you'll come across, and she walks on all fours. And you can see they burned in here earlier today, so it's still fairly warm and hot, and there's a lot of smoky smell in here. That doesn't distract her. She's concentrated on finding an accelerant, and that's all she cares about at this point. This isn't your typical firefighting Dalmatian. The ATF trains only 12 dogs a year, and Yancey is one of them. Upsy. She now lives and works with investigator Kevin Smith, who says that all it takes is a whiff of accelerant to get her fired up. Come on. What I do is I put a micro drop in here, which is a very fine drip. You can smell it. And this is called calibrated. Okay. So what I'm going to do is before I start training her, I'll run her over by the front door with the calibrator. She'll get that in her nose, and she'll, she knows it's time to go to work. Yancey is an ATF-certified accelerant dog, so she's also a federal agent. That means that if someone assaults her, it's considered a federal crime. It is. It's a commitment that you just have to be willing to, to put yourself into. Especially when they're food reward dogs. Because Yancey is a food-driven dog, she gets fed when she works and only when she works. What that means is that Smith has to train her five times a day, every day, seven days a week, which leaves very little time for vacations. With Yancey, I'll get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and do a training room with her at 2 o'clock in the morning if I have to. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Yes, I know. Let's go. One thing's for sure. This is one commanding canine. For Pet Pulse on Zoo 2 TV, I'm Serena Brainy. For more information on these service dogs, visit the link below. And if you'd like to comment and see what others have to say, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. <laughs> We'll be back with more pet news right after this commercial break. Pet Pulse News is brought to you by 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. 1-800-PET-MEDS is your best source for pet medications, vitamins, supplements, and pet supplies. Get great savings, fast service, and free shipping. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Pulse, P-U-L-S-E, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more. Greetings, human. What planet am 
Meyer. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Pet Pulse News is brought to you by ShoeBuy.com, the world's largest site for shoes. Walk your dog in style and comfort with over 750,000 name brands for men, women, teens, and children. Enter the code PULSE, P-U-L-S-E, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. Welcome to Sassy Seniors, a show about our fabulous older dogs and cats. I'm your host, Kelly Jackson. You know, I wanted to create a show to really showcase our senior pets. And you know, as the human population ages and lives longer, of course, so are our wonderful pets. But many of us with aging pets, it's so interesting. We have a tough time realizing or really admitting that they are seniors. So in a way, I kind of like to think of our senior pets as, as wise puppies. What do you think about that? Be sure to join us for another day of Sassy Seniors. And remember, celebrate your senior pets. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O. Now, more of this week's pet news stories. Increasingly, therapists are using pets to help their patients recover from trauma. But for one golden retriever, being the therapist helped with her own recovery. She was really kind of stressed when we got her, and um, her fur was starting to fall out because she... You know, it's just kind of unsure of where she was. Amy McCullough and her husband found Bailey five years ago at the Golden Retriever Rescue Club in Denver. Some might think this docile dog is lazy. She was just so calm when we got her. It was love at first sight. <laughs> but Bailey's gentle nature soon became apparent, and that got Amy thinking. I feel like I should do something. She's such a good dog. And so talking with people, I learned about something called animal-assisted therapy. So just did a little bit of research and learned that, you know, with the proper training and, and registration and certification, dogs can go into all these different types of facilities and visits. So I thought, I think she'd be great at this. Oh, Bailey. While Bailey's been on the job for a few years, she's only started working with nine-and-a-half-year-old Lewis last fall. They meet at the Mental Health Center of Denver, a place where children who have been in difficult situations can go for recovery. I think a lot of our um, children who have had experience trauma and abuse have a hard time trusting adults. And if you come with an animal, they are great social facilitators. They make the situation feel safe. Um, and they're more likely to engage in a conversation, I think, with a therapist when an animal is present. 
Carrie says she's noticed a remarkable difference in Lewis since he's been working with Bailey. Lewis's goals were to improve his conflict resolution skills, um, also his self-esteem, and to teach him some assertiveness skills that he would be able to carry with him when he goes back to public school. Good girl. Before Bailey could work as a therapy pet, she and Amy had to go to school and get certified, which is not easy for just any dog, cat, horse, or guinea pig. First, the animal needs to have basic obedience skills down cold. Bailey, sit. The sit, the calm, the stay, so that they're very manageable, very reliable on their commands. Then, the animal needs to enjoy being around people and the ability to react and respond well to everyone, from people with disabilities to men with beards and hats. And finally, the handler has to have the skills to recognize stress in their animal and to do the kind of work required. We're all volunteers, and so this is something that we do on the side with our animal. Some character traits. What did you use to help her learn that command? Patience. Carrie credits Bailey's work with Lewis as the reason he's graduating early from the program. Not only is he able to assert himself with Bailey. Bailey, stay. No. He engages others in conversations, has improved his conflict resolution skills, and improved his self-esteem. I think the strength of the human-animal bond is an incredible adjunct um, therapy that clinicians can use, especially when working with um, kids with significant mental health issues. She helped me um, to show patience. And for Bailey, that's all in a day's work. Denver Pet Partners works in conjunction with American Humane, an organization working to improve the conditions of animals and children. Find out more about their programs at denverpetpartners.org. If you'd like to comment and see what others had to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. The Medical College of Wisconsin is home to one of the most advanced and state-of-the-art medical facilities in the nation. The college has been a leader in groundbreaking technology, but the educational bastion draws ire from the Wisconsin Humane Society and animal activists alike all over one detail. Students use pigs as study subjects. Pet Pulse reporter Nick Kokalis brings us the story. Behind the doors of the Medical College of Wisconsin, students are getting one of the finest educations in the nation, but one that's not going unnoticed. During the, uh, the first year of medical school, uh, medical students study physiology and one of the sections is a live animal lab uh, where we use pigs to study the cardiovascular system. The reason we use pigs is that they are an excellent model of the human cardiovascular system. Although most people understand the educational benefit of live animal labs, many have trouble grasping what they call an inhumane use of animals. The Wisconsin Humane Society does oppose the live animal lab at the Medical College of Wisconsin. Um, of course, last year they were using dogs, and this year they have switched over to pigs. Um, regardless of that change, we still oppose the lab. And the Humane Society is not alone. In weeks to come, animal lovers from all over the state of Wisconsin will gather here at the Medical College to protest the use of live animals. We have a live animal lab because the American Physiological Society has found that live animal labs are considered to be the best teaching methodology that exists. But for the Humane Society, that's just not good enough. The more you study animals and work with animals, the more you realize that they are beings unto, them, unto themselves. They're sentient beings, um, and they have compassion and feelings, and they feel pain. The students truly do respect the animals and the, the, the fact that these animals' lives are helping them understand 
life systems better. Our students themselves, in fact, have rated this lab to be uh, one of the best teaching experiences that they have during the first year of medical school. The medical college does have outstanding programs, but there are many schools throughout the nation that have dropped live animal labs and physiology classes like this. Um, Harvard, Cornell, Yale. So I asked Richard, why not the Medical College of Wisconsin? We feel that the, uh, the medical students that are getting educations at other institutions that don't have this lab are receiving an outstanding education. Uh, we don't fault their educational program whatsoever. Yet we still do turn to the American Physiological Society, which has said this is the best teaching methodology that exists. In speaking with both parties this week, there was one underlying similarity, passion. Whether it be for animal rights or student education, both parties were fighting for what they felt was right. For Zoo2.com, I'm Nick Kokalis. It's important to note that the medical college states that all pigs used in labs are already destined for slaughter. If you would like more information on either side of this story, you can visit the medical college website at mcw.edu or the Humane Society's website at wihumane.org. If you'd like to comment and see what others have to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and tell us what you think by emailing or calling us. When most of us get back from vacation, we share stories of exotic and relaxing trips. But when one bolder Colorado woman brought back stories of animal cruelty to her workplace, everyone got involved. Pet Pulse reporter Stacy Farb brings us the story. That's Tanya, the little Biggle Mix running away. She's afraid of new people because of what happened to her when she was little. Tanya was dropped off at a shelter in Petras when she was just weeks old. It's a shelter where um, a lot of dogs get just dropped off or tied to trees in the middle of the night. Tanya is one of 17 Greek dogs rescued last year by the Boulder, Colorado organization Bow Wow Buddies Foundation. Our in-house counsel went on a vacation to Greece and came back and, and told us stories about how horrified she was about the way people treat dogs there. And it's really more of a, uh, it seems more of a cultural thing than a money issue. Uh, dogs are treated kind of like pigeons here in the U.S. It's, it's pretty sad. Flamang says what she and her group found when they went to Greece to check for themselves was startling. Dogs are chained to trees. That's their idea of a shelter and left there um, with water and stale bread for years. They never get off of those chains. Um, they don't believe in spay and neutering over there. So the overpopulation is taken care of by poisoning the dogs or just feeding them broken glass. It's a common way that they get rid of the strays. Not wasting any time, Flamang used the power of her foundation to help with the rescue efforts in Greece. Oh, honey, he's okay. He's okay. That being said, like I said, our first focus is work in the U.S. and supporting efforts here. But if there's a way that we can help the folks in Greece make a difference and uh, with a little bit of effort and a little bit of uh, money, financial support, then we're all for it. So was Tanya, who was fostered at Janet's house and never left. I actually had to sneak her in because I have a cat and technically I'm only supposed to have one pet. It didn't take long after that for her to bond with me. She's a mama's girl. Bow Wow Buddy's goal is to promote health, humane treatment, and homes for dogs in need. To date, they've placed about 2,000 animals in loving homes. Tanya is one of the lucky ones. She just fit into my life and she got into my heart. And you know, I firmly believe our animals choose us rather than the other way around. I think she chose me. Yes, I don't think she chose my cat, but she chose me. Typical siblings. For Pet Pulse on Zoo2 TV, I'm Stacy Farm. All 17 Greekies have been adopted, but Bow Wow Buddies partners in Greece plan to bring back an additional eight dogs to Denver and Boulder within the next month. 
To comment and see what others had to say about this story, go to the news section of Zoo2.com and send us your story ideas by emailing or calling us. You've been listening to Pet Pulse News from Zoo2.com. Z-O-O-T-O-O, the leader in pet news and information. Heard each week on PetLifeRadio.com.